is a Bramble Jam podcast. Live from the North Pole, it's time for Christmas Morning, the daily show where every day is Christmas. Here are your hosts, Brand and Scott. Hey, Shannon. Wow. Hello, everybody. Happy Sunday. Sunday fun day. It's time for a Christmas party. I'm Brian. I'm here with Scott and Shannon's back. What a day today is, everybody. Yay. I wanted to get to introduce Shannon. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, let's act like it didn't happen. Uh, oh, my gosh. Scott's here. Scott, what do you want to say now? Oh, I just want to say how excited I am that Shannon's here. Aww. It's been months, oh Shannon. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. It's incredible. Shannon, it's been since October that we've gotten to hear from you. Seriously, it's been way too long. Like, I don't even know what Christmas morning is anymore. Like, I oh. might need a whole refresher on this podcast. <laughs> so you don't listen. That's the takeaway. She doesn't listen. She just comes on once yep. a month. No, no, no. That's that's not it. true at all. Bran, she had a post the other day on Instagram saying like, I need some things to listen to on my commute. And I said, I have a suggestion. No, okay. Christmas morning. That is not what happened. So, Scotty, that yeah, is all lies. I remember it. All wow. lies. That's all lies. Well, you anyways. Work, you guys need to work this out off air. It's great to have you back, uh, Shannon. It is great to be here. And I had a great Christmas it went by way too fast. because yeah, you weren't listening to Christmas morning every day. But again, it doesn't recovering. matter. We're not going to... You know, those are also <laughs> lies. I did listen to Christmas morning. Excuse <laughs> I'm me. I'm sorry. Brian, we have to start dropping little Easter eggs to see if Shannon listens, because then if she texts us later about it, then we'll know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, every once in a while, we're just going to be like, hey, Free Shannon, prize. email us, and just we'll just see if it happens. Listen, um, I'm just waiting <laughs> for those additional invites to be on the podcast, right. you know? Maybe I'm just a little salty, okay? <laughs> well, last month, we had Jax stand in in your place. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jax, for Jax doing that. Great job. But it's great to see you again. Well, we really, really missed you yes and i missed you both so i'm excited to be back it's great to be here on a sunday i don't know uh, i think we've had one uh, party episode on a sunday before but it feels nice you know a nice uh, some people watch like you know like meet the press or something on sunday morning dumb uh christmas morning <laughs> what better way to kick off a sunday morning than with a nice cup of joe a little Christmas morning, Christmas party here and hearing from Joe That's Fulton right. at some point, I hope like a lot, a lot of yeah. good exactly. things going on today to kick off the Sunday. Scotty, I know we got so much this month. I know we got so much from the people that want to uh, Christmas party with us. So, uh, Scotty, what do we got? Uh, what do we got first? Well, I think we should start with the countdown where we always start on these episodes. Oh, that makes the most sense. <laughs> Ten months until Christmas! A little extra stank there. Ten months! Ten months sounds like nothing. It's only the number ten. Wow. It's only the number ten. That's a, that's a, not a big no. deal. When we get to days, ten days, that's know. like we're freaking out. Mm. So maybe uh, it's just as good as yeah. ten days. I don't know. Ten months does feel a little dreary, but I think it also is like exciting because if you look at it that way, you could be like, all right, I got all this time 
to prepare and do all the things. So, like, you know, use your time wisely. Well, how many months is it until August? Oh, August is like next month. Like yeah, five. And everyone knows. Everyone knows that's when it starts. Basically. We've, We've established it. Yeah. We're practically there. I do have a Christmas update for you both, though. Okay. I went to both Lowe's and Hobby Lobby this week. Neither of them had Christmas. Not even Grinches. the Hobby Not even the Hobby Lobby? Not surprised. Yeah, Hobby Lobby should just have a section year-round for Christmas. That would make more I sense. I felt like they did. No, they don't. They put it in, like, July, June, July. Wow. This is why this country's falling apart. Right there. Exactly. Right there. I did peek my head around the corner in that section of the store, and it's full of, like, Easter bunnies and stuff. So if you were thinking of making okay. a special trip just for that, don't do it. It's not worth it. Yeah. I guess Easter yeah. is important. Easter's but, cool. You know. Easter's cool. Um, Bran, <laughs> do you have some sort of musical implement in order to do introductions for us today? I've been working on something. Um, oh, I'm going boy. to... I hope it's not a harmonica, a mouth organ. It's not. There's no, there's no other instrument today aside from my voice. Ooh. But what I am going to do is each intro is going to be set to... Uh, a classic rock song, but introducing the, uh, the the segment. All right. Well, the first one's Christmas traditions. Okay. Can you give us some sort of classic rock intro? Yeah, here we go. Time for Christmas traditions. We got fun and games. <laughs> How was that? Was that good? Does that work? That was real good. Um, I can honestly say it's not what I expected. So bravo. I loved it. Thank you. I loved Thank it. You. Yeah, that was fantastic. So back at Bramblefest 2023 in July, I remember it. I talked to Rena Saltzman, who was just absolutely wonderful. What a wonderful human being. And I was talking to her and asked if she listened to Christmas morning. And she said, no, I'm Jewish. And I said, oh, you know, okay, I understand that. But would you mind sharing some of your holiday traditions with us? They don't have to be Christmas traditions. It's, you know, I think of the end of the year as the holiday season. So whatever holiday you celebrate, I'm hoping you're having a great time with it. Uh, later on that year, she did send us some of her holiday traditions. And I'll be honest, I've been sitting on these for a very long time because I really didn't know where to put them. I think they came in brand when we were doing the daily episodes and uh, yeah. it makes sense to hold them for the tradition segment so shannon yes. would you mind reading this email from rena salzman well now that i know that your butt has been keeping these yeah, warm that's, true. <laughs> that's awkward yeah, they're, they're ready to hatch so to speak gosh <laughs> yeah gross Let's drop those metaphors oh man <laughs> all right so rena is one of my favorite people uh from rena salzman hello scott bran and shannon as a child, I was really lucky to live across the river from Manhattan. From about 12 to 18, my parents would wake us up in the middle of the night to drive into the city to watch the crews set up the floats and the balloons for the parade along Central Park West. In the last 25 years, it became a tourist attraction and I never mm. go near it now. But when we were kids, it was magical. Sometimes we actually followed some of the floats through the Holland Tunnel. After wandering around for a few hours around 5 a.m., we would go to Macy's in Herald Square and sit with the band families while the bands rehearsed. Then we would go to a diner for breakfast and after we would go home. Mom would start the turkey and we would sleep through the broadcast of the parade, usually waking up just in time to see Santa Claus at the end. I never asked my parents how they knew about the floats and the band rehearsals, but other than a few family friends that we went with, no one else in our crowd did this. Being Jewish, I don't celebrate Christmas. And the old joke is absolutely true about what Jewish people do on Christmas. We eat Chinese food and see a movie. 
But a friend of mine takes it one step further and has created what we call Dorky Jewish Christmas, which I think is in its 13th year now. DJX, as it is known, is a full day food and movie fest that takes place in New York City. About a dozen of us meet for breakfast at a diner, of course. Then we see a movie, usually about 11 a.m. Then we meet for the aforementioned Chinese food lunch, and we see a matinee of a movie, and then we meet for dinner, usually Mexican, and see our final film of the day. One of our leaders makes what they call Christmas crack. It's really Hmm. (laughs) rice checks, muddy buddies, but with sprinkles, and we give them out to our wait staff at each restaurant as a thank you. Not everyone who participates is Jewish, and not everyone stays for every movie slash meal, but it's such a fun way to spend the day, and we walk all over Manhattan. Bran asked about New Year's. For many years, Broadway still performed shows on New Year's Eve. It's impossible to do so now, but for about seven years, I spent every December 31st at the Winter Garden Theater working a matinee performance and then leaving town to get to my New Year's party in New Rochelle, New York. In order to get in and out of Times Square, you had to have a pass showing that you were working. In order to get to the train station, the beat cops on 50th Street would walk me one avenue over and introduce me to the next cop, who would do the same until I reached Grand Central. It became such a tradition that the beat cops would Mm. look for me as I was leaving the theater. Celebrating Hanukkah is more fun now that we have grandbabies in the mix. Hanukkah, no matter how it is portrayed on TV, is really a kid's holiday, but you can really get challenged in giving a gift every night. Famously, my nephew, who is now 28, was given socks for one of the nights when he was five. He burst into tears and cried, socks are not a gift, just inconsolable. It's fun to remind him of that, though. Fantastic. That was beautiful. I loved that so much. Obviously, I've read that back in November when she sent it. It's been sitting in the inbox, and I just read it again last night, and I thought how perfect it would be for today. And Bran, socks are not a gift. Socks are not. Well, I disagree. I think a nice <laughs> At pair, this point in my life, I could actually nice go for some A nice pair of socks is pretty awesome. I yeah. get socks every year, actually, and I love it. So that's kind of where yeah. I'm at in life. Yeah. <laughs> Though that was so nice. I loved uh, hearing all of that. And people that live in New York City are just cooler than I am. Like just hearing about all the fun things. Oh, it makes me uh, it makes me a little jealous. I love it so much. So much fun to hear, especially for somebody who is such a veteran and is uh, just no one knows New York like Rena. And so it was great to hear all of that fun stuff. Yeah, I love that. I can't imagine doing something on a day where I say and several hours later at 5 a.m. I did this. That has never come up in my life, but I'd give it a shot. I believe in you, Scotty. I believe in you. That's the New York way. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you for reading that, Shannon. It was a long one, but what a great way to start off today's party. Mm -hmm. I have an audio clip from our friend Lenora Gilbert, and she wanted to tell us about flexible flyer sleds because she is in the process of restoring one. Ooh. Hello, all you Christmas morning party people. Hope your February is being fabulous. It's Lenora here, your Christmas freak on the street in Phoenix, Arizona. And I am here to share with you about one of my new favorite things today, an old wooden sled. I managed to pick up an old sled at a thrift store, the kind with metal rails and three wooden slats and a crossbar across the front for steering. 
It is not the type of sled that I remember having in my childhood. I had one of those plastic flying saucers. It was a round disc with handles on the sides and I remember tumbling down the hills in it because it was very hard to control. <laughs> I also remember uh, an old aluminum toboggan which was big enough for multiple kids on it. Um, Old sleds these days, um, they can be seen as Christmas decorations, standing up on porches, decorated for Christmas with greenery, um, wreaths, old skates, mittens, that sort of thing, some signs on them. They can also be seen styled as uh, laying flat with Christmas presents on them. So that's why I ended up picking up mine. And I began to research on how to restore an old sled and started down a deep rabbit hole on this winter pastime. I am unable to discern the brand of my own sled as the slats have been painted over by the previous owner covering the decal that would have identified what maker it was. Most likely looking at this shape and its features, it's an old flexible flyer sled. And flexible flyer sleds have really had an interesting history. Um, Samuel Lead Allen uh, patented the flexible flyer in America in 1889. Mr. Allen created about 300 patents in his lifetime. Most of them were for farm implements and gardening equipment. His company, S.L. Allen and Company, had manufactured um, tractors, plows, seed drills, and the production of the farm equipment kept the factory busy from January into the summer when the farmers had already sold their previous crops and they were looking to buy new implements for the spring and fall. And Sam Allen, he was trying to think of a way to keep his 300 factory workers employed during the rest of the year when the production run for the farm equipment had already been finished. So Sam Allen started manufacturing skis and sleds and his passion for sledding led him to invent the flexible flyer, which was advertised as the first sled that steers. Mr. Allen created the crossbar at the front of the sled that allowed the riders to steer with their hands while laying on your stomach or using your feet or a rope to steer from an upright sitting position. The sled was slow to catch on, but as the work week in America decreased and child labor decreased, there was more time for leisure and sports. In the 1890s, the sleds went for about $3 a dozen. But Macy's and another department store called Wanamakers picked up the sleds and started selling them in the early 1900s. By the time 1915 rolled around, 120,000 sleds were sold in a year. Up to 2,000 were sold in one single day. Many variations were created after that, including an eight foot long sled and one with wheels called the Flexi Racer. The factory closed, unfortunately, in 1968 with the rights of the sled selling to many other owners over the years. Today, you can still buy the Flexible Flyer from Amazon. A new one will run you about 180 bucks. There are many people who collect the old original sleds and those are selling for hundreds of dollars. The more original the condition, the greater the value, of course. Um, my sled, it will be restored both as a Christmas decoration with greenery, um, maybe some, some bells on it. I bought a sign that says sledding at the barn. Um, but I'm just going to keep all those things removable just in case one day I find that perfect hill. Anyways, have a great February, everybody. That was really neat. I didn't know that about flexible flyer sleds. I didn't know a lot of that, and I just want to say to Lenora, every month you send in such good stuff, 
And it just makes me happy to hear you talk about all of the different things around the holiday season that make you happy. I, I, I love it. I didn't know that I needed uh, to know all of that about sleds, but now I know that I've been missing it and I, I loved it. Thank you. Yeah. I wanted to mention that I emailed Lenora last week and said, hey, I know this is last minute, but we're having a party and I don't have a lot of audio clips. And a couple days later, she Boom. provided this for us. So that was really, really nice of her. Shannon, this reminded me while I was listening to this last night of the time I got hit by a flexible flyer sled. And it actually left like two metal rail marks on my, my midsection. Like I got, I got hit pretty hard with it. So it didn't bring back the happiest memories, but maybe I can shed those. Maybe I should pick up one of these. You do a lot of thrift storing. If you find one, let me know. Um, I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, things happened. <laughs> there was some Were you a kid? What happened? Like, were you sitting at the bottom <laughs> yeah. of a hill? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This what? <laughs> This wasn't like last week, Brand. No, I, I, yeah, I was like a little kid, like seven or eight years old, and you know how it is—you're just not paying attention, True. and you're on the, you're on the sled wow. hill, and but then next thing you know, you've been run over. Was this 1965? <laughs> yes. No, it was in the, it was mid 80s. You know, the mid 80s. Well, it could oh. have been worse. You could have. Uh, what a time. You could have uh, done what happens in It's a Wonderful Life, where they fall in the ice. And oh they, yeah, that, that, that would have been. been much worse. Right? It could always yeah. be worse. At least you're not deaf in one ear. But then I would have been a war hero. That's exactly. true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Someone could have thrown it at your head. You That's know true. What I mean? and it that would been, be a lot worse. I'm sure something like that happened at some point. <laughs> not a, not with this flexible flyer, though. No, but. there's no way you have any uh, any head injuries, Scotty. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> not, 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 not at all. Lenora, thank you for sending this. And also, please keep us updated with the restoration process as you go through it. I have a photo of the sled in its original form that she sent. I'll put that on our socials, and then I would like to do the same when you send in the restored version. I'm I'm really excited for it. Hey, you guys know, speaking of restoring and doing things yourself, you guys know about the tunnel lady on TikTok? The tunnel lady? No. No. I watched a video about these videos. Apparently, there's this woman that has been documenting creating a tunnel system under her house, and then the project got shut down by the city. What? Uh, (laughs) This has nothing to do with that. Wow. I'm more intrigued by the DIY stuff that I am actually doing it. Like I mm-hmm. love the idea of it and I love like seeing things that people are into and how they're restoring or, you know, building tunnels under their house. I wouldn't do it, but I love hearing about it. And that was just a fun tidbit for the day. If she's any guide, you probably shouldn't build a tunnel system under your house. Build it under Dan's house. Start there. Well, yeah, that's the, well, that was the big concern is she's d- digging a tunnel at some point. She's going to be under someone else's house. Right? Like, you can't do yeah. that. No. One day you wake up and your house is at a 30-degree angle, and you're like, uh, hey, Mary, did you happen to dig under my house? What's great wow. is she says she started it as just building a storm shelter under her house and then kind of just kept digging, <laughs> which is well, great. Who hasn't you know, started a project? Sometimes a project gets away from you. Sometimes, yeah. you, just, <laughs> sometimes well, you just keep going. That's you right. know what you're I mean? like, you know, while I'm at it, I might as well. Oh. I Think might as big. well dig, dig, yeah. dig under my uh, neighbor's house. This year I've been doing a lot of woodworking and I bought a laser cutter and a CNC machine. So I'm making lots of Christmas oh. things. Yes, I've seen some of those. And th- I'm, I'm hoping to have some things to bring you for the office when I come Very to see you exciting. in yes. July. Very excited for that, Scotty. Cool. Um, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. I know we got so much more to get to here on uh, the Christmas party. So let's not delay. We'll be right back here on Christmas morning. After these messages, we'll be right back. After these messages. 
messages will be right back. I don't know if it works as well the second time when we're it coming really back. It really doesn't. I, I just thought of it as it was playing again. I was yeah. like, but we're back. <laughs> we're back, everybody. Since the messages are over, we came we right go. back. We, yeah, we, we, we kept our promises, you know? Uh, welcome back, everybody. It's the Christmas party. Uh, we've had so much fun so far, but I think we've got even more fun ahead of us. Scotty, what's next? Christmas memories. Can you give us some sort of classic rock musical intro yes. to Christmas memories? We want, we want Christmas memories. <laughs> that one didn't work as well. I, I didn't think about the different. Yeah, you, uh, you'll work though. on it. All you'll right. get there. It's fine. How about, how about, we want, we want Christmas memories. It's a little bit different, but it, 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 it flew, float, flowed, flewed, flewed, <laughs> flowed a little bit better. It flewed. I was thinking to the tune of We Are the Champions. How about that? Let's see what that is. Maybe I'll do it next time. Okay. Oh, okay, fine. All right. Back in December, Joe Fulton, the Christmas aficionado, he sent us a 2023 memory from something he had uh, done recently. I didn't get to it during the daily episodes, so I thought it'd be fun to hold it until way after Christmas so that we can look back on those memories. It's like the the memory had time to simmer. So, Shannon, would you mind reading this email from Joe Fulton? Sure. Hey, Scott and Bran. And Hi. Shannon, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll well, just add well, that yeah. in. <laughs> he was thinking of the daily episodes back then. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I recently visited Castle Noel in Medina. Medina? Medina? That's how he has it pronounced I would here. say Medina, but... Otherwise, yeah, that's Medina. No, it's not your it's not your Dinah, it's my Dinah. <laughs> yeah, it's in Ohio. He went to Ohio. <laughs> in Medina, Ohio. Medina. Medina. <laughs> The museum is filled with Christmas movie props and costumes Medina. collected. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Delilah. Yeah. Love her. Sorry, Shannon. Everybody grim up. The museum is filled with Christmas movie props and costumes collected by Mark Klaus. Claus? Klaus, Claus, K-L-A-U-S. <laughs> Medina. Still stuck Medina. on that. Yes, that is his real name. On display, you can see Cousin Eddie's RV from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, a miniature of the house from Deck the Halls, animatronic reindeer from Santa Claus the Movie, and the Tim Allen Santa Claus films, costumes from Elf, Frosty from Christmas with the Cranks, and numerous props and costumes from How the Grinch Stole Christmas from 2000. This includes the giant sleigh the Grinch uses to steal the Who's Christmas. At the end of your visit, you are pushed down a giant slide like Ralph in A Christmas Story. I love that. That's cool. The big news is that on display now is the Santa Claus costume from Miracle on 34th Street worn by Edmund Gwen. I attached a few photos, but I encourage all Christmas fans to head over and check it out at CastleNoel.com. Guys... Castle Noel on their website, America's largest indoor year-round Christmas entertainment attraction. Wow. All those words together make me so happy. I What is it, Medina? Medina. Are they making a distinction against America's largest outdoor Christmas attraction? I don't, like, I just, the fact that there is a single... A year-round Christmas attraction. I, like I don't care if it's the biggest or not, but it's good to know. It's good to know. This is amazing. This is pretty awesome. I, if I'm ever in 
or around Medina, yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to check this out. Seriously though, like it's all it's all from the movies, so that's really cool. And I love the slide, like that they push you down. And Joe's got a picture here of him actually going down the slide, which is really fun. Brian, this appears to be the the RV from the movie, like not a re- not a replica. They got the actual RV. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me, and that's the way yeah. he wrote it. That's cool. Wow, that's awesome. And I'll be honest. The, uh, the the Grinch costume, boy, that's terrifying looking. Oh, it's so terrifying. Yeah. Oof. I'm looking at like the uh, the Instagram, and I'm uh, so much cool stuff in here. This is very cool. Uh, but what is like? How big is we? I know it's the largest, but like still, how that could be one room? <laughs> I don't like. I have no idea. Yeah, that's true. I don't want to get my hopes up. I don't like. Is it the size of a like Walmart? How big are we talking here? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. If you if you said you were the world's largest slinky museum, I have no frame of reference to know. Does that take a warehouse? Yeah, man, that's a <laughs> yeah. that's a four by four room. Come yeah, exactly. come in, turn around, and walk out. Shannon, which of these things oh, do you man. get most excited about in these photos? Uh, the slide. Definitely the, the slide. slide. Okay. I uh, was like, wow, I definitely need to go now. <laughs> I just want to be pushed down a giant slide. Yeah. Seeing Joe slide down to slide in that picture is fantastic. Exactly. That He looks like he's having so much fun. So you know that. Well, we assume fun. that's Joe. It is Joe. I, I've met Joe in person and I can confirm it is Joe. Yes. Oh, oh okay. We are Instagram okay. followers of each other. So I know what Joe looks like. Well, it looks like one of those photos from Splash Mountain or something. You know, the ones <laughs> they does, take of you yeah. and then you can buy it afterwards. <laughs> I, I, I could care less about those, but this one, I would want that photo. That looks really cool. It's Thank- okay. Experience 40,000 square feet of amazing attractions. That's okay. pretty good. That's a good size. Yeah. That's, that's like, um, that's almost the size of your house, Scott, right? <laughs> 40,000. Yeah. Uh, that, that's <laughs> like the, the West Wing of it. Yeah. The West Wing of Scotty's house. If any of our morning people own an RV and want to do a road trip, I don't want to drive, but I would like to be shuttled around like it's a tour bus and we could go to Medina, Ohio. I'll even put gas in the RV oh, once. But quick question. I, I'm curious about this guy, Mark, who owns, is this just like some random collector who started collecting it and built his own museum? You say it like it's a bad oh, thing. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Claus, the creator of Castle Noah. All right, if anybody knows Mark Claus yeah. or if he's listening, please get in touch. Christmas morning podcast at gmail.com. We want to know more. I think, Scotty, I know we, we talked, but we haven't done it yet, but we've talked about doing some uh, bonus mm-hmm. interview episodes uh, throughout the year. I think Mark Claus has moved to the top of that list. Okay. I think we I need to talk yeah, to Mark Mark Claus. Claus and Liz Ireland. Those are the two people we need to get on the horn. There you go. Get her on the horn. What's next, bud? All right. Can you intro us into Christmas TV and movies? We got two more today. Um, yeah. We got Christmas TV and movies. What? What? We got Christmas TV and movies. What is that? It's a We Are the Champ. It's We Are the Champions, oh, but really bad. Work in progress. <laughs> We've got Christmas TV and movies. Dang, dang. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> we have another entry here from Joe Fulton who's a busy boy lately. He's a busy Serious. boy this month. Serious. Boy. Well, this one is in his persona as the Christmas aficionado. He sent us a review of the Twilight Zone episode, The Night of the Meek. Let me play it. You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond is another dimension, a dimension of sound, a dimension of sight, a dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into hearing my review and recap of the episode Night of the Meek 
from the Twilight Zone. Henry Corwin, played by Honeymooners Art Carney, is late to his job as Santa's helper at the local department store, choosing to get drunk in the bar and probably the grossest looking Santa Claus suit you've ever seen. Talking to the bartender, Henry questions why there isn't a real Santa to help the poor children in his neighborhood. After trying to steal a shot of liquor, he's thrown out. Stumbling around the neighborhood, Henry falls over from the booze, only to be approached by two young children. The girl wants a carriage, a dolly, and a job for her daddy. While the boy, he just wants a gun. This is Mr. Henry Corwin, normally unemployed, who once a year takes the lead role in the uniquely popular American institution, that of the department store Santa Claus. But in just a moment, Mr. Henry Corwin, ersatz Santa Claus, will enter a strange kind of North Pole, which is one part the wondrous spirit of Christmas and one part the magic that can only be found in the Twilight Zone. Henry returns to the department store and is fired from his job on Christmas Eve after falling out of the Santa chair. Look, Mom, Santa Claus is loaded! <gasps> he tells his boss that he drinks because he's upset at the sight of the hungry kids living in poverty. The only joy he gets is having the children think he is the real Santa, bringing them a bag of wondrous gifts. That I could see some of the hopeless ones and the dreamless ones just on one Christmas, I'd like to see the meek inherit the earth. That's why I drink, Mr. Dundee. Walking home, he hears sleigh bells down an alley, finding a bag full of empty cans that magically transforms into a sack of gift-wrapped packages. Overjoyed at his sudden ability to fulfill dreams, Corwin proceeds to hand out the presents to the children and during a Christmas Eve service at a mission house. Suspicious that Henry stole the gifts, the police arrest Henry only to discover that the bag is filled with cans once again and is released. He continues to distribute gifts until midnight when the bag is empty. Overjoyed at the happiness he gave, Corwin wishes that he could do this every year. I guess what I really wanted is to be the biggest gift giver of all time. And in a way, I think I had that tonight. Although if I had my choice of any gift, any gift at all, I think I'd wish I could do this every year. Suddenly, he encounters an elf sitting in a sleigh pulled by a reindeer waiting for him. Henry's wish came true, and he is now Santa Claus as he flies into the sky. A word to the wise to all the children of the 20th century, whether their concern be pediatrics or geriatrics, whether they crawl on hands and knees and wear diapers or walk with a cane and comb their beards. There's a wondrous magic to Christmas and there's a special power reserved for little people. In short, there's nothing mightier than the meek. Night of the Meek is one of the best episodes of The Twilight Zone. It's a dark but hopeful take on the Christmas holiday with a fantastic performance by Art Carney. I give the episode an A+. Well, that's my review of The Twilight Zone Night of the Meek from Season 2. You can easily find that episode on YouTube. If you watch it, I want to know what you think. What Christmas episode should I review next? I'm the Christmas aficionado, and remember, stay off the naughty list. Okay, that sounds interesting and scary. Did you guys ever watch The Twilight Zone? A little. 
Yeah, I watched a lot of Twilight Zone. I love the Twilight Zone. Like the original, the one yeah. from the 50s and the yeah, black and 100%, white. 100%. 100%. Love it. The first time I ever had a, a sleepover where we were able to stay up as late as we wanted, we we watched the Twilight Zone because we thought it was going to be like horror movie. Twilight Zone was always more of a psychological thriller. And I think as a 10-year-old, it didn't really work for me. Yeah, if you go into it expecting to get a bunch of like jump scares, it's not what you're getting from the Twilight Zone. It's just like things that are really messing with you. It's gonna mess with you a little. You'll you'll think about it. And this actually reminded me that I uh, I um, failed to watch the reboot from a couple years ago that Jordan Poole hosted, and so now I need to go back and uh, watch that. Shannon, is this your kind of thing? I, I always thought it was creepy. Like, yeah. I mean, as a kid, I was just like, mm, like it's very old style creepy. So it, that makes yeah. it creepier, I think, in some ways. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just creepy. Yeah. So for me, being a kid in the 80s, this was probably what, from the 50s or 60s? Mm-hmm. That would be like kids today watching things from the 90s or the 2000s, which is very depressing. <laughs> uh, maybe. But I, I remember an episode that has stuck with me ever since is there's an episode where this guy's on a plane and he looks out on the, on yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the wing and there's someone every time I'm on a plane, I look out at the wing and I'm like, what if, what if there was somebody out there and nobody believed me? So yep. the show st- the the show tends to stick with you if you uh, give it a shot. Yeah, I saw that there was a Twilight Zone movie uh-huh. in the eighties that had a reboot of that. Yes, terrifying to yeah. me. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. Joe, thank you for sending that in. Bran, he also sent a note for you <sighs> that he you, is Joe. going to review Boy Meets oh. World for you next month. Oh, do we do we know which episode? Uh, the one that you asked for. <laughs> okay, I don't. Even, I don't remember which one it was. Bran, does it matter? It does not matter. <laughs> it doesn't no. matter. No. Gosh. That's, That's exciting. Cool. And then our last entry today, Jessica Trinidad sent us an audio clip about Rankin Bass animated specials and some things she has noticed watching them as an adult. Okay. Hello, morning people, and Merry Christmas. This is Jessica Trinidad. I want to talk a little about those awesome Rankin and Bass specials. I loved them as a kid, and I was so excited to share them with my children as an adult. However, as an adult, there are some things I noticed that I did not notice as a child. It's regarding the audio. So in The Little Drummer Boy, which I didn't watch much, so I, you know, wouldn't get it. But um, the narrator randomly changes in the middle of it for a bit for a while. It's supposed to be Greer Garson all the way through, but they lost some of the audio I found out recently and had to just replace it and just kind of threw another voice in. More amusing is in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So the voice of the head elf, I'm sure you guys can picture this guy. Hermie doesn't want to make toys! You know, that guy, right? So he has that voice all the way through, except... In the scene where the elves sing that song, we are singing Santa's elves, right? And he's using that, you know, all right, off to elf practice, kids. And then uh, Santa's, you know, gonna he's going to start the song. He turns and some other voice comes in and says, all right. And remember, it's for Santa and a one and a two. Don't hear him again, because when the song is over, he's back to, what's wrong with you guys? The tenors were awful. I don't know what happened there, and I would love to find out. But my favorite, my absolute favorite of all, is in Frosty the Snowman. My sister and I discovered this many years ago when our children were tiny, and we laughed so hard that we rewound and watched it over and over and over again because it was just (laughs) had us on the floor. Okay, the scene where they're all, like, throwing out names for possible um, ideas for Frosty's name, right? And they're like, Oatmeal and Christopher Columbus and all the names, right? Do you do all these cute little kid name voices saying these weird names, blah, blah, blah? Randomly, one of the voices says... Bruce, <laughs> go back and listen to it. It's amazing. 
Who is this person? Why is he there? I don't know. If any of you have answers to any of these or could add more audio weird things of the Rankin and Bass, I want to hear them. I want to see them. And please, somebody help me find the mystery behind Bruce. That's all. Bye. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. That was oh, uh, that was uh, animated, I would say. Animated for uh, some uh, animation, I guess. Absolutely. Um, yes. Great voices, by the way. Um, by mm-hmm. her. I have um, two things to add to this. One, the Rudolph moment that you're talking about, I remember distinctly as a child, we would watch it every year and it was a, a VHS version that they recorded from the TV. So there'd be commercials yeah. included. And as a kid, you you don't enjoy it as much as you do looking back at it, but sure. at a certain point, my parents uh, got rid of their VHS player and got a DVD player, and so they had to purchase the DVD version of Rudolph. In the VHS version, that scene, or the the, the version that aired on TV, uh, that, that scene is shorter, and so uh, it is just the guy with the voice that you know and love. On the DVD version, I think it's slightly extended, and there is that extra moment in the uh, when they're singing, and that weird voice comes in. I can't tell you why it happens. I can tell you that as a kid, we didn't see that, and then the DVD version, I was like, "This, what is this?" <laughs> so there was a there's like added stuff, and I don't know why they would add it, why they would bring in a different voice actor. I don't know any of that, but I do want you to know that I had the, a similar moment with that exact scene because almost my entire childhood did not include that short little moment of a weird voice. And then I guess suddenly it got added uh, at a later date. Don't know why. Um, also, uh, another fun thing to, uh, to notice if you watch a year without a Santa Claus, heat miser, snow miser, you love them. Uh, at the moment when they go to mother nature and they're trying to get mother nature to say, Hey, let's it snow in South town. We're going to give a little bit of sun to the North pole. When she looks at each of the creatures and says, hey, Snow Miser, you're going to uh, uh, let a little bit of heat go to the North Pole. For some reason, it goes to Heat Miser, and Heat Miser's mad about it. And then when she says, hey, Heat Miser, you're going to let it snow in Southtown, it goes to uh, Snow Miser, and he's mad about it. So somewhere it got mixed up. It got switched with the reaction that it's supposed to be. So a fun little uh, thing to notice next time you watch You Without a Santa Claus. Shannon, were you a fan of these specials? Uh, I was. It's What's funny is I hadn't seen one of them in a really long time. And then this Christmas, uh, my boyfriend, he wanted to watch Rudolph. And he's he like loves Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So he found it. And re-watching it, was, it's just so crazy just to re-watch and remember like, all these little things from when you were watching as a child. But I don't know what scene you're talking about, Brand. So now I feel like I need to go back and watch it to catch that. But yeah, I, I am a fan and it's it's interesting. It's it's funny and it's fun to watch. What about you, Scotty? I know you love them. I had one of those VHS tapes that Brand was talking about where my mom recorded all the stuff on broadcast television for us. And I, I'm a Gen Xer child of the 80s. So for a lot of babysitting, my mom would just plop us down in front of the TV, put the tape in, and hit play. And the very first special that was recorded was the Rudolph one. So I've seen that one more than all the others that are on the tape because, you know, you 
you're paying attention at the beginning and eventually at some point in the two hours you drift off. So yeah, I've seen Rudolph so, so many times to the point where I really don't even watch it as an adult anymore. It doesn't really do it for me. But if somebody said, like if, if, if we were together and Brand said, hey, let's watch Rudolph, I'd say sure. But it's not something I would go seek out on my own. I do want to go find this clip of Bruce. Yeah. And uh, I was tired last night and I didn't uh, go find it. But uh, when I edit this episode, if I find it, I'll put it in right now. What will we call him? Yeah. Shall we call him Harold? Uh, Bruce? So if you just heard that, that's because I found it. Nah, yeah. that's Wasn't so that great? Good. So and if I didn't, so oh, darn, great. man, you tried, Scott. Scotty, <laughs> as somebody who loves um, old commercials, uh, as I do, oh yeah, do you remember a commercial in, in the late 80s, a McDonald's commercial, and it's like it has a little song about hard-nosed Mrs. Hatcher, and it's like this whole song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that song randomly comes to my mind on a regular basis, and it's thanks in part to my parents recording wow. broadcast versions of Christmas specials. Yeah, there's also one that uh, where the who's the creepy clown from McDonald's? Ronald. Ronald. He helps some kids skate who yes. who like yeah. afraid, timid or yes. afraid to skate. I remember that boy. I could sit down and just watch some of those YouTube like Christmas TV commercials from the 80s and 90s with both of you. It would be so fun to see what you remember. So fun. Maybe we'll do a little, another another good Ooh, idea for a bonus episode. Bonus. Yeah, that one doesn't work quite as well in an audio medium because I've thought about that. I know we've talked about we've talked about doing a uh, YouTube series where it's like just us reacting to uh, old old commercials. Oh, count me in a hundred percent on that one because I I can do the early eighties and you can do the nineties when I was too cool for commercials. Let's uh, let's pot a parade and let's <laughs> pot a uh, commercial. There we go. <laughs> Shannon, will you join us? I would love to. I would all love right. to. Very cool. Well, that's all of our content today from our listeners. Um, another wonderful party in the books here. Wonderful. Thank you all uh, for contributing. It was really great to hear Rena's stories and Jessica's uh, funny voices because I would just want to hear that over and over again. And I wanted to do the to my voicemail and like you've reached Scott or however she does it. Uh, yeah, I want Jessica <laughs> to now do a monthly uh, uh, just her doing voices. Right? Uh, I would. Uh, I think she would do it for us, uh, which was really cool. Thank you, Lenora, for the stuff about the sled. Thank you, everybody. It was just so much fun. And Shannon, thank you for being here. It's so great to see you again. Can we make this a thing uh, all all 2024? Absolutely. Can you come each month? I'm gonna I'm all gonna right. make it my mission. So I will see you next month. Boom. Well, that's great. Well, thank you to everybody for sitting in stuff. Thank you to everybody uh, for listening. We'll be back Wednesday with our normal episode. And of course, the 25th of next month, join us again for another party. You can go ahead and start submitting stuff. If you would like to Christmas oh, yeah. podcast at gmail.com until then. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.